0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all of my baggage droppers around the world, Welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope, and show you a technique that can help you cope. I'm your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Wolfork. And if you are here, right here, right now, listening to this or watching this, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button. And if you're on a podcast platform, give a brother five stars and some feedback as well. Now, right now, I have an awesome guest that is very close to my heart because he lives on the same island as me on the island of Kauai. We have Dr. Addison Bullock son. Now, Dr. Bulasan, like I said, is from Kauai, Hawaii, born and raised y'all. And after he graduated, he developed migraines and he only got better after he went to the chiropractor and got some chiropractic care. And he's like, yo, this is such a blessing that I have to become a chiropractor myself. So he's got his doctorate in chiropractic and specializes in upper neck care. And now he has multiple locations where he is being a blessing to so many people with his clinic called the Specific Chiropractic clinic the one that he has in maui and he also has one in Kauai as well ladies and gentlemen i bring to you dr addison bulasan what's up what's
1: up everybody man so exciting to be here with you thank you so much for having me on so pumped to be with you and all the people that listen hello everybody
0: Hey, Brad. So like, man, you are you have have just been all about serving ever since like, you know, I mean, I've learned about you. I I even found out about you because you were running for um, county council. So I mean, it's always been in your heart. So please like, Tell everybody uh, about you and tell everybody your story, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i lucky to have been born and raised here on Kauai and my family and my friends. Um, we've been surrounded about the thought of service, right? Service to people. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and dad has been involved in local nonprofits all their lives and all of my life, actually. I was born and raised into it. Mm-hmm. So we were always volunteering, you know, whether it's a cleanup or some sort of uh, event for the community we're always showing up and as young as two three years old four five you know like just that's all my memory was of like helping the community in that sense mm-hmm. um so th- that's my childhood and when i got into chiropractic school and undergraduate school at the same time i've always had this passion of wanting to help people yeah. I just didn't know how it was gonna be you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and by getting my care for chiropractic care i was like wow this is a way to give back this i, I mean this i was trying to find out what that passion was that calling within the calling mm-hmm. I mean, before becoming a chiropractor, I was a musician, and I got my degree in music. And so I thought that was the thing for me, but really the calling was actually helping others. And that really connected back to my roots and allowed me to see uh, the, a way back home so I can actually help people. And so I'm so stoked to be back here on Kauai. I've mm-hmm. uh, been home for about eight years now. Crazy enough, I was like, I was just looking at the calendar and I was like, <laughs> I can't believe it's been eight years. It really felt like I just moved back home a couple of years ago. Wow. Um, but in these eight years, we've been able to do all the things that we love, which is give back to people, do the things that we can, which is our our skill set here at the chiropractic office
3: Mm
2: -hmm. um,
1: and then just get reacquainted with the community after being gone for about 10 years. um, Things change, which is awesome. And uh, now that I'm back home, it's really awesome to be part of that change and helping our community be where we need to be so we can be all successful and healthy and all the things, you know
0: yeah yeah big time bro so like what what inspired you about music and why did you want it to go why did you want to go to school um and get your degree in music
1: yeah I got lucky I had again two awesome brothers that played music and um at a very young age we all just jam you know back in the day when you had cassettes and you had to like hit rewind and then like listen back and (laughs) like oh what did they play and then hit rewind and that's how we taught ourselves music mm-hmm. right And then, like, I had to rewind the thing <laughs> and, and like and so they were always like oh let's let's learn this song and one played ukulele one played guitar and they yeah. like oh we need a bass player Addison learn bass and like learning how to play <laughs> bass and they were just like all jamming and having a great time and mm-hmm. so like music has been a part of my life from a very young age and it's been always fun for me mm-hmm. and so naturally after high school you know the thing that I was doing all the time and felt natural to me was music and so I decided to go to the art Institute of Seattle and get my degree in engineering and uh, try to help musicians get their music out and did that for a couple of years in Seattle and had a wonderful time I mean at age 21 22 I always say I, I was living like the best life until <laughs> I got those crazy migraines I was like doing tours and hanging out with amazing talented artists and like going to shows and doing all these amazing things you know everything yeah, yeah. that like sounds super fun and great which was um but you know in the little back corner I was like oh man I'm not really doing what I really want to do and I didn't Mm -hmm. really know at the time right Mm -hmm. I didn't know I really wanted to help and serve and do the things that I'm doing now um until the blessing in disguise which is the the migraines you know I started getting those migraines getting headaches um and it got so bad that it was debilitating and point to where I couldn't even work I couldn't (laughs) do the things that I was loving which was music mm-hmm. so I was stuck out of work for months. And up until I saw that chiropractor, I mean, it was like the worst thing ever. I, I got to a point where I was like, Oh, I don't know if this is like worth living anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: I was like, mm-hmm. is that like, bad?
1: like I was 21 and he like went from like on the top of the world, mm-hmm. enjoying like doing all the things that you love. Mm-hmm. And then you just get hit by this thing that mm-hmm. you just can't do any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, none of it is enjoying joy. There's no joy in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, And then you go through all the process of trying to get that taken care of. And just everywhere you went was um, either a no or I don't know. Like, I can't help you. I don't know what's going on. Wow. Um, Up until I saw a chiropractor, and that changed my life that's
0: wow so so like who was the one that told you to go to a chiropractor in the first place
1: yeah funny enough it was my um my coworker at the music place so it's pretty cool we were just you know like i disappeared for like weeks you're like hey man where are you are you okay what's going on you know like check it up on me like yeah man i'm just like getting a lot of headaches and a lot of pain i can't can't really work you know mm. and so you're like, oh man go see my chiropractor She'll help. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to. I've never been to a chiropractor up until that moment, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I've never been. um, I have like a head problem. I heard they like, you know, if you have back problems and it's sore, they crack it. <laughs> right. You know, right. so like, but I have a head problem. So, I don't think they're gonna crack my head, right? That's not a thing. <laughs> like I, I don't know about that. So you know, obviously I like ignored it, mm-hmm. like the, most people, right? Like, ah, oh, it'd be fine. Let's just take medication, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I always joke like, you know, when you read on the labor, it says you can uh you know have six of these, right? Uh no 24-hour period. Otherwise, like, it will hurt your your liver. it hurt your stomach, you know? You get some internal bleeding. Like, don't don't go more than six. I was like, yeah, I remember when I would, like, have six tablets just waking up. Like, wake up, take that six. I'm like, and then you're like 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yep, so I can't take any more medication, mm. you know? And then you go to all the doctors. You do the MRIs. You do the CAT scans. You do all the things, and there's, like, the same results, right? Like, no findings. You're fine. And it got to a point where basically the doctors were saying um hey man you're making this all up you're it's all in your head and they didn't say it like that they said like hey we can't find everything's testing fine you know like you're you're fine so you know maybe um yeah maybe go to this psychiatrist and see Mm -hmm. you know like maybe it's something that is is just happening in your brain I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm feeling it <laughs> all over here and all over here and then I just can't move. Like mm-hmm. it's not something I'm making up. <clears throat> so yeah, I got lucky. My my coworker sent me to her chiropractor. She uh, she specialized in something that I do too, which is the upper neck area, and she mm-hmm. checked that out. Um, did all her testing, found that I had like a misalignment right at the top of my neck. The top bone of my neck was just slightly off, not enough off to be like paralyzed, or not enough off to be like you know, like not functioning, but enough off that it was interfering the nerves. And she was like, that could be the thing, you know, like I I see this all the time. People go to all these doctors, try to figure out what's going on and never find anything. And they don't check this area because it's just not an area that normally we check. And so we check it here as chiropractors, Mm -hmm. care about the spine and the nervous system. And so she did a couple of tests, found out where, saw how it was misaligned, started doing adjustments. I, I didn't get reliefs until like the ending of care it Mm -hmm. took about four or five months um but i was committed yeah uh, because i tried everything else the two options i got left was uh, exploratory surgery or these like heavy narcotics right i'm like i'm 22 yeah sure that's gonna be like bad yeah
0: yeah horrible (laughs) this
1: life-changing like uh, and then the third option was like just don't be alive right just like don't do it like (laughs) yeah, yeah 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 that's not options let's check out this chiropractic thing hell yeah and so, like five months in, I was like, Holy smokes! I basically what, I, what happened was I, I just was going back to work and I was like, Wait, 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 I'm at work. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? I, I get to do music again. Wow. And uh, on my last appointment with the doc, the chiropractor, I was like, So, wait, 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 wait how does this work?
2: Yeah, and I just,
1: like, got my life back, wow. and I didn't even know what's going on, so I did her like. I went to one of her class and she taught me basically what was happening. I was like, wait, wait, you do this every day. Like, wow. this is your job. You know, like you're a chiropractor. People come in, they try stuff. It doesn't really work. This helps them with these things. And mm-hmm. it works. Like, can I do this?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, I, and once I asked that question, it would mean into the rabbit hole. Of me trying to figure this thing out and get into this work. So here
0: wow. we are. So how was the relief of it all? Like how, like as far as the relief, was it, so it must've been gradual instead of all of a sudden.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what for me was, was the thing, right? Like it was so painful for so long. I didn't yeah. realize that I got better. Right. Mm. it was like, you know like I was stuck in this loop and so the, the only thing that triggered me that I knew that I was better was that I was actually back at work It's like oh yeah. I'm listening to music right now and I don't get a raging migraine right now like what is, wait, normally I would get this you know yeah. so it took like I said I was under care for about four to five months until I started feeling better but I didn't notice that I was better until I was at work
2: because I already dope. accepted
1: the fate right I was like hmm, I already accepted this is going to be a part of my life for the right. rest of my life mm-hmm. oh if i live at least to 80 that's 40 40 more years of this stuff you know mm-hmm. like 40 more years i don't know about this <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: oh bro that's that's intense man so all of a sudden you 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 just see like man i can do these things without the headaches and and then you so do you go right into it do you start studying with her and ha- have her as like a mentor or do you just like, hey, I like look into, hey, how can I start going to school to become a chiropractor?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's both. Right. Because I mm-hmm. have a music degree <laughs> and now I got to get this science medical degree. Yeah. right? Yeah. They don't really add up, guys. Just anyone watching, thinking about making a switch anywhere, it's like, oh yeah, man, you're short ninety credits. That's <laughs> <hard carbon." laughs> like yeah, man, like, oh, man, you gotta take all these things. And like, what is chemistry again? <laughs>
3: like,
1: biology? Like biology was not a thing. I didn't even think about healthcare until I needed the help, right? Yeah. And, and so, um yeah, it was a journey. I, I did. I was supposed to do two years of undergrad study. Mm-hmm. To then go chiropractic school, but I kind of jumped into the hoop and just went all forced. I took as many classes as I can and um, started in a year, about a year and a half, I got back into uh, chiropractic school. So it was a fun ride because, <clears throat> you know, when you're, that's the one thing I always tell people like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not the most intelligent person. I'm definitely <laughs> not the straight A student and never was. I mm-hmm. mean, 3.2 like all day in high school. Mm-hmm undergrad even though i love music i still wasn't like that top ace guy Mm -hmm. no one thing that doesn't doesn't um what i don't hold myself back onto is that when i'm passionate about something i i go in all in you know like energy whether whether or not i'm good at it i just spend all my time in it you know so that's what i did with chiropractic school just i lived and breathed for that four or five years that was there And um, it really just soaked it all up and um, enjoyed every moment of being in school to get that skill so I could help people.
0: Wow. So with with chiropractic care, not only did you become a practitioner, but you also became an entrepreneur. How was it getting down that part about entrepreneurship as well with you now having to, you know, offer your services to people as well
1: yeah yeah because most people most people who are um looking to open up as a chiropractor usually Mm -hmm. work for someone or you create your own business and yeah i was the type that about halfway through chiropractic school i knew i couldn't work for anyone else (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of it is because um i just the way that i wanted to practice and the way Mm -hmm. that i wanted to care take care of people Mm -hmm. um it wasn't existent here on Kauai. Mm -hmm was not exist in Hawaii. There was no upper cervical practitioner. There's no one that focused on the upper neck area.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I knew I had to come back home and create a whole new thing. Yeah. So I got lucky and I. During school, I got together with my mentor now, which is Dr. Sean Dill. He mentored me all throughout school because he was one of the professors there. And he Uh, teached all the, um, basically, all our business classes um, that we get in in chiropractic school. Not a lot, but enough to understand that there's a basis to it. Yeah. But I, you know, like I just said, when I get passionate about something, I go all in. And Mm -hmm. so I was passionate about learning how to set up my own business and become an entrepreneur. And so he mentored me all the way through. And then I joined their team, the specific chiropractic centers which is um basically 16 offices across the united states wow. um and we're we're just a, a giant team that works together to help each other um we're a franchise that really focus on on taking care of our community so um yeah right out of school i started the specific chiropractic centers Coe, moved home and got this going
0: beautiful so you you bought into a franchise and then started one here yeah Dang, bro. That is brilliant. Good job, man. So tell me like everything that you get within a franchise, because it seems like as though you already had a mentor, you already had a brand, you already had a system. So what yeah. else comes with this package of having a franchise?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's business systems that you get from it, right? Like how to set up your business as an LLC, as a corporation, what is the system as a affiliate in this space? Um, but then there's practice systems too, right? Like how do you take care of a patient? How do you answer the phones? How do you help people understand what's going on? Mm. How do you reach your community? How do you market? How do you advertise? How do you have the conversations when people don't understand? You know, all of these things, Um, In a franchise, and not all franchises are the same, um, but in our franchise, we spend the time understanding these things Mm -hmm. so that we can work on it together and then Mm -hmm. we customize it for our community. Mm. And so that's one of the benefits of being in a franchise is that it's a proven model, you know, a model that has worked. A model that is working, mm-hmm. um, and the model that is le- willing to learn and grow, right? Otherwise, if you were on your own, um, which you know during chiropractic too, I was always gung ho on opening up my own office mm-hmm. um, and doing everything my way. And as much as I I was doing all that research and setting that up, I just realized that it was just aligning mm-hmm. with everything that this um, franchise was doing.
2: Wow!
1: And so it, I, you know, everyone says the same thing about this, but don't reinvent the wheel, right? If there's systems in place. You you know, jump on, jump on it and get it, get, get good. And it's yeah, all yeah. about creating efficiencies, right? It's about making sure that you maximize your skill set mm-hmm. and maximize what you have versus, mm-hmm. you know, trying to create new things all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big step for me because it allowed me to, you know, readjust the vision and say, hey, the vision aligns with another vision. So let's just, you know jump on board instead of trying to recreate something.
0: Amen. Wow. That's a that's amazing. What are some of the most beneficial, what have been some of the most beneficial lessons that you learned within entrepreneurship?
1: Mm, yeah. Okay. For entrepreneurship, I guess the biggest lessons I've learned is that you're always solving a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, a problem for someone so the first thing you can do for yourself and then for others is learn how to care Mm -hmm. right uh, that's probably the biggest thing whatever you know entrepreneurship you're you're looking into whether it's a service or a product it Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter like generally it always starts with solving a problem and it's usually with people
3: Mm
2: -hmm. you
1: know or how it affects people right Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, that's one of the things that I get out of being in this team is that we learn how to care for people on all levels right mm-hmm. not just as a chiropractor taking care of a patient with all these things that i gotta follow and make sure that i'm doing all the necessary diagnostics and all of that stuff but then just like caring as a business person like what are my fees and why is this matter to my community and how i'm going to communicate this with them and so i can make sure that i'm taking care of this person but also being able to take care of myself so we can give more yes but uh, everything is coming out of the abundance right mm-hmm. and so our goal is to create abundance for ourselves at the same time, making sure that it's a win-win for our situation, for our community, right? Yeah. As much as they import into us, we pour as much into them. So Amen. yeah, that's one of the, probably the biggest things that I've learned.
0: Uh, yeah. The, the caring part, the caring yeah. part, and also like uh, the abundance mindset. Yeah. What was one of the uh, the difficulties that you had to overcome when you first got into entrepreneurship?
1: Mm. I wasn't sure that what I was creating is what the community wanted, Mm -hmm. right? Because Mm -hmm. um, coming back home, I was bringing a new service, right? Upper Mm -hmm. cervical chiropractic care. No one's doing it here. Um, It's totally brand new. Um, You know, to do market research on something that doesn't already exist Mm -hmm. in the space, is hard.
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So I just didn't know, right? Mm -hmm. And that was probably the hardest part was doing that footwork in the beginning and asking those questions and reaching out to the community and trying to figure out what the needs are so that whatever I'm creating is not something that is is not necessary to the community. It has to something that's worthwhile to them. And so that was probably the hardest part because he, it's very vulnerable, right? You got to go and talk to your grandma, talk to your mom, talk to your aunties and talk to your friends and then talk to strangers. You know, mm-hmm. that's probably the hardest part. Um, before becoming a chiropractor and, and even doing high school and in uh, undergrad, I wasn't like the super outgoing guy you mm. know I was a guy that just goes out and talk to people randomly mm. um and so the whole process of like being open and communicating and asking questions and like putting myself in vulnerable situations where I ask these these interesting questions so weren't my style yeah. on to- that and so that was probably the next biggest thing was just learning some of the things that i'm not good at that isn't going to help the community and that Mm -hmm. i gotta learn so i can be better at helping at the community with what they need you know so that was fun (laughs) that was fun that's where where, uh toastmasters coming in where you and i got connected yeah toastmasters Toastmasters international
0: yeah shout out to the toastmasters (laughs) they um in fact, this week or on Tuesday, they're they're hosting a competition. They just asked me to judge the state competition uh, in March. So you know, I'm still involved, still doing
1: That's it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, I gotta say, I mean, the, I was in Toastmasters since graduate school, so it's been like now well, 12 um, years. And I knew because you know here on Koi, Um I'm born and raised here, and I'm. Sh- like, Pigeon English, strong. Like, game is high there.
3: <laughs>
1: it was still high. And I just knew, like, oh, man, people can't understand what I'm saying sometimes. <laughs> so I kind of learn how to speak so that they can understand mm-hmm. and be able to speak in, in groups and speak mm-hmm. in... All- rooms of people you know like multiples of people i'm used to to one-on-one but mm-hmm. one-to-many is a whole different experience and so uh, yeah toastmasters wow. international is a big thing for me
0: wow so you overcame that by uh, putting yourself in a club or a situation where you had to kind of flex that muscle and, and become stronger at talking to others like how did you spread this uh diverse unique premise and concept and care To the community
1: yeah yeah i mean the the biggest thing for us was understanding the need first Mm
0: -hmm.
1: understanding and communicating the need is like are is are there people having migraine headaches here are people having chronic neck pain and then understanding like what are you doing for that like are you what kind of treatment are you trying to use you know what is the solutions that you get Mm -hmm. um and then and then understanding like okay is does this service help that Mm -hmm. and so I had to fill in all those blanks, right? So I filled in the blank for me. Yeah, I got care and it helped me. Mm-hmm. And doing my, um, you know, care at the, the graduate school and taking care of people, I, I know it helped people. Mm-hmm. So I re- understood that piece. And then the next piece was then how do you communicate that? And that's where Toastmasters came, you know, like that's where doing these talks and communicating with people and mm-hmm. teaching people about the work and then just being honest and showing what how the work works and mm-hmm. doing the work. Mm-hmm. um is what grew the practice you know so a lot of it was just word of mouth um and getting results but then a lot of it also was going out there and being uncomfortable and just having the conversation because yeah. the reality also too in hawaii it's not common to be just like sitting around and be like hey so how's your migraines you know yeah. just don't <laughs> talk about that you know yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like,
1: talk about the surf you talk about the weather mm-hmm. you talk about family but then you're not like we don't go in that route, and it's just like a customary thing is to respect people's privacy and yeah. respect people's spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes you don't know if someone's suffering or having all these challenges. And so I had to break that norm and just being okay with being vulnerable with people and say it's okay to talk about this stuff and mm-hmm. have a safe place. And that's how really in the beginning of my practice was what we did. We opened up our office and probably the most important marketing thing that we did as an entrepreneurship or entrepreneur was to look at my office more than just a place where people get chiropractic care Mm. um get a place where people can get information and learn so Mm. we used to do these things Uh, i probably should bring this back so people can keep learning um but we would just open like every wednesdays at 6 30 people could come in and just ask any question wow just come on in and ask any questions. You know, I have questions about how does this work? Uh, who does it help? You know, like, what is the dangers of chiropractic care? That was always fun. <laughs> 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 yeah, I get, all, I get those sometimes like, oh, yeah, I hurt my friend, blah, blah, blah. Like, is that is that what you do? Or is that like... Can that happen to me? You know, mm-hmm. just this being a safe place to have these conversations.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so I think that really was a, a big piece of what mm-hmm. uh, what made this p- this place happen. You know, like made this place come what it is.
0: Wow, man. You know, just hearing your story now just makes me have so much more respect for you and shows me how courageous you truly are, bro. I mean, you've always been a like an outspoken um guy that I've I've respected to where you really are willing to be vulnerable and not give a damn. But this really uh, shows me that you you've taken it to a, a, another level with the way that you care about your community and also like um just the way that you've grown and, and built this this franchise to now not only being on Kauai but being in maui as well man congratulations
1: thank you thank you
0: Yeah, bro. Good talk. So now it just gives me that much more honor to be a blessing to you right here on the Drop Your Baggage podcast. Because right here, we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope and show you a technique that can help you cope. And that technique is the mental and emotional release process. It's an NLP technique. You've you've done uh, plenty of NLP and release work before, yes. So it's just something that you can add to the repertoire of work that uh, that you've done. And I'm going to talk to the audience real quick. If you have anything that you have been suffering with, or if you have anything that is on your mind and you have any type of negative conversation in your head, go to charleswolfwork.com. If you feel like you are getting in your own way and that you are self-sabotaging yourself and you are just preventing yourself from having the success and truly reaching your potential, please go to charleswolfwork.com. And if you feel like there is something heavy that's weighing on you and that you just need, you just want some type of relief from all those years that you have been carrying it around, please go to charleswolfwork.com. There's a form on the front page, on the first page that you get to, go ahead and fill that out and go ahead and... um. And and make an appointment with me today, you schedule your own appointment, you can schedule your appointment with me today. Now, with you, Addison, I am not a doctor. I am not a chiropractor. I'm not a social worker, none of that stuff. I am an alternative to all those amazing things to give you um, a different perspective upon your your mind or to help you shift your mindset. Um. Now, today we are going to be getting rid of a limiting belief, yes? Now, we're gonna be getting rid of the limiting belief that I'm not good enough. And you said you experience that sometimes and have a, neg- a negative conversation within your mind. So can you tell me a little bit about how, how that affects you?
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes what happens with me when i'm looking at you no, know, just trying either a new thing or uh trying to adapt the business or you know trying to help someone or help myself i i oftentimes get this kind of negative self-talk that i i can catch um but also oftentimes that i just don't you know and so um and i feel like it's one of those things that kind of hold me back from making decisions mm-hmm. uh, you know, big or small, it mm-hmm. doesn't have to necessarily be always a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it then it kind of denies my opportunity to be part of these amazing things. And a lot of it, a lot of it is just missed opportunity, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, as I start, well, not as I start, but, you know, as I keep growing, um, that's one of the things I want to keep breaking through because it's not something that it's not something that I completely have I've figured out, you know, like I've made incremental steps throughout my life mm-hmm. and it made a lot of difference to work on these things. And mm-hmm. self-improvement is, is one of the things I care about a lot. Um, and spend as much time as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I'm su- super stoked to be here with you and have this opportunity and to be invited because I'd love to just take it to one more level where it just allows me to be more me and allow me to help more people
0: you know okay definitely about to do that now a few more questions so like how does this show up you said you kind of procra- is it procrastination or is it like you kind of uh, do analysis paralysis what like how does it show up uh, specifically
1: yeah specifically for me it's it oftentimes shows up as like it's more more yeah like more pro paralysis by analysis Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily like me stop talking to people or like ghosting people or that kind of stuff it's just like i just overanalyze i don't know if people get into a point where that happens to them but i'm pretty sure it's a pretty common thing yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, you're looking at a guy that definitely does you know
1: oftentimes you know like there's moments when i break through those things but you know like my mentors say hey make this change this will mm-hmm. definitely help and then you know it's i get stuck and it's it can be procrastination right you could be like wow this is a great opportunity yeah i told this to you nine months ago <laughs> like two years ago i guess. <laughs> having this conversation with you like five times what's the roadblock here
2: yeah know? yeah and it's
1: not even a roadblock that i can see right or i can feel mm-hmm. often. it's just a block in the in that in my system, you know, subconscious, and it's just telling me no. I'm like, is this a gut reaction or is this just a limiting belief? And mm. I, I think that's a really important one to try to figure out. You know. Is- It's super important to honor your gut reaction and Mm -hmm. see what's going on and really feel from the soul in that sense. And at the same time, you have to figure out and, you know, like really understand, is that a gut reaction or is this like a limiting belief that was created in your mind Mm -hmm. by some experience, you know? And that's one of the hardest parts to navigate. It's like, as you get more in tune with your body, sometimes you get to know. (laughs) Most times you don't know. Yeah. That's that's a a gut reaction. It's Mm -hmm. pure, and clean that I should make these decisions based on this, or it's just Mm -hmm. me figuring out, like, oh, I'm just sabotaging my my opportunity here. Mm -hmm.
0: Real talk, real talk. Let's uh get into a figurative like type of way, um, or a figurative type of talk. How many people do you think that uh, that you haven't been able to impact because of that negative self-talk
1: ah. yeah. oh man if you're putting numbers i mean i mean probably missed opportunity like at least 20 percent mm. of my time you know like so every two out of ten people i talk to maybe
0: oh wow if, not,
1: if we would you know like if we wanted to like really pinpoint you know it's yeah.
0: just
1: not that much with people would think two out of ten man eight out of 10, you're pulling the trigger nah. but that's also in my perspective that's two people we didn't help You know, know, that's two people we didn't help. And that could have been the thing that transformed their lives, right? Like, if my life was transformed, because my chiropractor didn't, you know, hesitate on pulling the trigger on me and helping me. Yeah. Like, imagine that two people that walked away today that I didn't get to help. Like, what kind of life are they living? Because I didn't break through that limiting belief because I, I self-sabotage yeah. myself. You know? Yeah,
0: real tall. And if you were to put that in a, a number, like financially, how much do you think you left on the table due to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, millions now, right? Oh, so, shoot. Eight years into business, <laughs> times yeah. two every day, yeah. right? So that's 365, 365 days times 10. So that's a lot of years, 3,650 times two. Ah, it's <laughs> other people. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like thousand,
0: you know. That was impressive. which you just giving yeah. all those numbers? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if
1: it's 8,000 people, and you know, at, at any given moment, you know, those 8,000 people, if it was just chiropractic care, that's 2500 hundred dollars left per person. And then you do that over 10 years, you know, that's easily a million. Yeah,
0: you know? yeah, real talk. Wow. Yeah. So let's and go ahead and
1: exponential, too, right? Like, it that's just helping the people. like Yeah. We do a lot of charity work. We do a lot of when we make this money, we give back. So the number multiplies, right? So if it's eight say say it's two million dollars just on revenue, but million dollars is towards giving to nonprofits. Now that's a million dollars worth of things that affect people. And Mm -hmm. usually nonprofits match that million dollars. So that really is just two million dollars. Now so it just it just starts adding and you know the compounding effect of what's going on, you know.
0: Wow, real talk. Wow. And then that's not, uh, also talking about the referrals that uh, those 8 million can also like give uh, have for you as well. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So let's go ahead and get rid of that limiting belief. You know what I mean? Also, let's, let's, uh, do the mind body connection. When you think about that limiting belief that I'm not good enough, uh, where do you feel it in your body?
1: Yeah, man. I feel like right in this area.
0: Yeah. Yeah. On a scale of one to 10, how intense is It's like,
1: like a five out of 10.
0: Right? Gotcha. All right. Let's go ahead and, uh, Let's get rid of that limiting belief. So um, all you got to do are three things. Number one, you got to use your imagination. Number two, you got to follow directions, just like you follow a Google Maps or a recipe. And number three, you got to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide and I'll be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. And I come from a place of love and high vibration. Now, there's two more things I want you to know about this. Number one, uh, we'll be uh, visiting different events in your life and observing different events in your life. For every single event, it is a trigger that you are getting rid of. It's a negative conversation that you are silencing. It's a major breakthrough. It's like a Tony Robbins weekend that you can have in like minutes. So we, I want you to visit as many events as possible and and release as many triggers as possible and have as many breakthroughs as possible within that time in which uh, you're reviewing and observing your events in your life, okay? And the, the second one is the most impactful and prophetic healing that you can have is when you look from other people's perspective. So throughout this whole exercise, I want you to make sure that you don't just see from your perspective, but also have empathy and compassion for everyone in each and every event. All right. All right, let's get it. So is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this limiting belief that I'm not good enough today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yeah. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt as though I'm not good enough when you were just a little kid?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I really think it's that one time. Yeah, so there's this one time mm, I was a kid and it has like that mixed feelings, right? It's like, it was my birthday. Ooh, awesome birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, got this like got this awesome gift right from my my family my dad and my mom
2: Mm
1: -hmm. we got this rc car Mm -hmm. which was like you know like back in the day money was not a like we didn't have a lot of them so when we got gifts you know gifts were like whoa and an RC car is expensive. I mean, uh, I don't know how I would have was like gotta be like eight or nine ish, you know, like first, second grade, third grade maybe. Yeah, I got an RC car for my birthday so stoked. I've always wanted one. Everybody had theirs, you know, like I was the only kid that didn't have one, you know, like oh cool, finally got one. On my birthday, took it out, charged the battery and like um took it out and I just remembered I um I just had it gone. I was like, oh so cool. And like I was riding on the, the street and the uh, car just runs it runs it over, like mm. destroys it. Oh, it's the worst feeling. I can feel it, like yeah, all those feelings like oh man, like good but bad, man. Good happy birthday, but no man. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, I remember that. That was terrible yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember yeah. crying bringing that thing in the house and just like just remember my dad just like being pissed like super pissed like it's like man what are you doing you know like <laughs> do you not care like 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 i'm like oh shoot
3: mm-hmm.
1: and at that moment i was like oh man like i don't deserve stuff like this you know like mm-hmm. i don't yeah i'm like i'm not i don't deserve this stuff like mm-hmm. I, I can't even take care of these things you know like mm-hmm. I, you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. yeah that yeah that that would be like a big one that would yeah. be, if you're this, this is the first thing that came top of my mind it's like the one thing that's super clear yeah for me. yeah
0: like is. let's get it that's the one, that's yeah. the one. well yeah. let's let's go ahead and visit that one so we can we can release that from you <laughs>
2: okay okay all right
0: all right um, so with that you can go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process all right now just imagine floating outside of your body as if though you were a spirit or energy and just imagine seeing yourself right here right now in this very moment from a third person point of view like a fly on the wall see the window and the files to your right the bamboo shade behind you, your fiance around you, talking somewhere, your pink shirt, the screen in front of you. Let me know when you can see yourself from a third person point of view. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating above yourself and we're going to go ahead and create a timeline. Now, with your timeline, your past can be to your left, to your right or behind you. If you were to know, Where's your path? And it
1: passes to the left.
0: Where's your future? To the right. Perfect. So just imagine floating up above your timeline and floating to the left. Float to the left into the past and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first time that you felt as though I'm not good enough when you were just a little kid. Just see that event like a fly on the wall. Be the observer of that event. Don't go down into it. Just observe it from a third person point of view. Let me know when you can see the event. (coughs) Awesome. Now stay high above the event. And as you're there, just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. This is an exercise of forgiveness and acceptance. Forgiveness for yourself and others and acceptance of yourself and others. Who do you have to forgive? What do you have to accept? Who do you have to accept? Be sure to see this from every everybody's perspective inside the event, the people driving the car and your father and yourself and have empathy and compassion for everyone. And as you do that, focus your attention upon how hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser and learn from other people's actions and mistakes. Other people's actions have nothing to do with you. It's only a reflection of their baggage and whatever they're going through at the time. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. You're a better person than you were. When those events occur. What is something positive and empowering you can tell yourself as that little kid and your father and that person driving the car and everyone else involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that would allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone just let me know when they're all gone take your time and as you're floating above that little boy seeing him like a fly on the wall from a third person point of view just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event the learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future they'll be there just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings this is an exercise of forgiveness and acceptance forgiveness for yourself and others and acceptance of yourself and others who do you have to forgive what do you have to accept who do you have to accept focus your attention upon how hurt people hurt people we're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have we can't control anyone else's actions but we can control our response we can grow stronger and wiser and learn from other people's actions and mistakes other people's actions have nothing to do with you it's only a reflection of their baggage and whatever they're going through at the time and we're better people than we were when those events occurred you're a better person than you were when those events occur. That's right. What is something positive and empowering you can tell yourself as that little kid and everyone else involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that will allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day? And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. Yeah, that's right. They're all gone. Awesome. Now, with you observing the event, tell me what did you learn from the event?
1: I learned that I just need to be a little bit more careful. You know, just take care of my things. Take care of people. There's nothing to uh, hold against people. You know Mm -hmm. forgiving and and letting people know that they that you love them is important you know in those moments that's right not like the most important things in those moments is not the moment itself like the thing Mm -hmm. but just like the relationship
0: Mm -hmm. that's right now keep your eyes closed and tell me what did you have to tell your father
1: Mm -hmm. oh yeah i thought it was sorry first and it wasn't it wasn't what i wanted to hear or what i think or what we needed to hear Mm-hmm. It was, a, it was when I said I love you, and mm-hmm. then I just released, mm-hmm. like melted, me. mm-hmm. like everything was right in the world. Everything mm-hmm. was a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, tell me, what is something that you can take from that event into the future with you to make you a better person?
1: Stopping and hearing people out. You know, I just remember a little boy me was just crying and saying sorry, and I wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like I could just stop and just listen mm-hmm. and understand what people are feeling versus you know like just projecting what i
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. very good he now was just
1: he was like he was just caring you know mm-hmm. was caring about me and making sure i was
0: safe yeah <laughs> yeah very good now just imagine floating up above your timeline and floating to the left float to the left into the past and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age let me know when you're above the di- dinosaurs okay Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, just imagine floating into space. Float deeper and deeper and deeper into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. Okay. Okay. Now just imagine floating there in space, weightless, and ask yourself now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared? Now, awesome. Now just imagine floating down inside the event. Sink through your own eyes as a little kid and check on the emotions. Tell me. Are they there or have they disappeared now? Awesome. Flow back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. Awesome. Listen closely. Flow very, very high above your timeline. Above each and every event in which you felt as though I'm not good enough. From birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one event that has a charge on it. Preserve the learnings and let go of the limiting belief that I'm not good enough. All the way back to now. Go. As you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone just let me know when they're all gone, all gone. awesome flow down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready that's right welcome back hey <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah i'm that gonna let you <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> that was fun huh uh-huh. oh
1: man I should do that every day
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah right
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: oh, that was yeah yeah you liked it huh mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs>
1: it's like a new body
0: yeah, 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 yeah. you
1: just uh, drop uh, uh,
0: drop some baggage huh <laughs> oh yeah man
1: feels a little bit taller okay
0: yeah a lot of people have not done this as of yet uh, in the audience so please uh, describe how you feel and everything that we just went through
1: yeah that was very powerful i'm trying to remember when i've done this like this it's been a while
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it feels enlightening you know it feels um <clears throat> grounding feels like uh i don't know if people feel this like i felt like i after doing all that like mm-hmm. oh man Body again, yeah. Know? Like my my body and my is all, all parts of my my soul. You mm-hmm. know, like all, all the things that I've been that I love about myself or I appreciate mm-hmm. about myself, you know, mm-hmm. I feel connected to it. You know, like oh yeah, <laughs> all those the good things. You know, like oh man, okay. I know this guy. I know this, like, there's, there's newness to it, but there's there's a recognition of it. You know, like uh-huh. oh, that's where like a lot of good things happen from. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: Things in my life happened so
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it feels really good
0: good 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 what were some of the epiphanies that you found that you really needed to remember that helped you release
1: mm. oh um love and appreciation is mm. a very powerful internal drive it's like mm-hmm. an internal there's a that just exists in mm-hmm. me and
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, like, I forgot how good i was at that <laughs> <laughs> for, for like for myself like <laughs> I don't practice that, you know. I'm like, oh man, I didn't realize that was a powerful way to help release these things,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, real we'll talk. So it's an appreciation that you have for others, but also that you have for yourself as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're in this route of wanting to help people, and say you don't help someone or oh, put that weight on you, and yeah. that's that thing right there, though, you know, like not good enough. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like it just adds up. And like, I'm like, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, time out. There's a thing <laughs> here. That's like really good in here. And that's yes. an, an acknowledgement and the yes. affirmation and like lighting a fire again, you know?
0: Yes. 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 I love it. I love it. How is that feeling in your chest now?
1: Mm, yeah, it's not there. Mm. <laughs> it, it doesn't feel tight. doesn't feel heavy. doesn't feel dark. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it feels like openness and mm-hmm. airy and beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm, mm, love oh, it very playful <laughs> I, I love it i love that you've done this work so much also because you can give words behind it you can actually describe how you feel because a lot of people have do, have not done the work so therefore they can't they can't explain it they just feel open yeah. they feel free they feel liberated but yeah. you just you know you're
1: that color it's like a bunch of colors you know, <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe. You, you yeah when you play with this in yourself right you get to Mm-hmm. Get different experiences and yeah this is like a lot of colors like mm-hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> i
3: love it
1: and, uh, like when you hear like a really amazing jazz song and mm-hmm. you're like oh it's like touching every part of your body <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. and, i love it and hey. like,
1: i can hear music but it, there's no music playing
0: mm-hmm. uh, Mm. Speaking of uh music playing and, and not then and, and not hearing things, how is that negative conversation in your head or how is the conversation in your head now?
1: Mm-hmm. Not there. I mean it's it's I know it's there in the sense of like I know I've had the, these talks with myself.
2: Yeah
1: myself. And yeah, it's just not it's not heavy around yeah. it, no? Like yeah. it's oh I can have these conversations with myself. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like stay away from me don't talk to me (laughs) let's hide this yeah there's no hiding
0: right now i love it i love it so let's test it out so i'm gonna ask you a question do you smell biscuits biscuits no i don't smell biscuits yeah no no yeah Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no biscuits. Uh, I, I, I asked that to get your mind off the meditation. <laughs> oh, I oh, know, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, right? You, you, you get to take like, a good whip when you I think, think of, of like KFC
1: biscuits. I'm like,
0: oh, yeah, exactly. Honey, <laughs> <so> um,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you could feel that old emotion, or you may find that you cannot. I don't
1: feel it in me. I recognize it yeah i see it in the world yeah but i don't feel it inside right now
0: very good that's what that's that's what exactly what it's supposed to do
1: you know like i can see it in the world like i can see that energy and that that i'm understanding just don't feel it in me Mm
0: -hmm. that's like
1: searching the path out there right i mean i know that what we just did Mm -hmm. but there's that doesn't the feeling is not there Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah trippy (laughs)
0: <laughs> that is the whole purpose of this i was just like feeling it deeply
1: earlier i was like no man it's like 20 minutes ago i was feeling that deep
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like to where
0: it's where you like the feelings were coming I up was, again you're like Yo. oh totally.
1: yeah i was like well, i was like mm, i might cry yeah <laughs> you know like, I'm like when i was trying to feel that i'm like oh yeah i know that story
0: <laughs> yeah but but now but now but now what's the interpretation of the story now like or what, what is it's it memory.
1: it's a good memory you know, it's a memory where it's like, oh, I learned a lot. You know, mm. like from that moment, it's like, oh man, I love you. Mm. And like that, that, those three words, like, oh, and I can hear you. Mm. I know what you're feeling. You know, damn, powerful. That's good. it's yeah. good stuff.
0: Yeah. Now, I want you to imagine going out into the future, to an unspecified time in the future, in which if the same thing would have happened in the past, you would have felt as though I'm not good enough, or you would have been triggered, analysis paralysis, all those other things. And see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot, okay?
1: Oh, it's trippy. I can see it. Mm-hmm. Not in me again. It's like I can see it in people.
0: i
3: mm.
1: like, oh, I need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Congratulations. You just released a limiting belief and you are you are officially a baggage dropper.
1: Oh, snap. Cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Hey. laughs> that's a check (laughs) very good man man. thank you
1: so much
0: of course man thank you wow that
1: was very simple a simple process very powerful
0: thank you that's i I love this because and i want to um i want to get this more and more out to the community more and more because like you said earlier people don't want to talk about their stuff you know what i mean and with this process you don't necessarily have to talk about it
1: oh yeah yeah yeah
0: You know what I mean? Like you went through some, you went to some events that I have no idea what you went to and you released it without talking about it. So even like everybody from the mechanic down the street to the chiropractor up the street, can do this process and feel comfortable doing it because it's not telling you to relive things or to talk about your 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 skeleton the skeletons in your closet
1: yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome man Thank it's an insanely simple efficient maybe that's a better word
0: efficient very, very efficient
1: <laughs> yeah i like this <laughs>
0: awesome, <man. laughs> <It's fun. laughs> that's awesome are listening to this
1: and they're like that sounds weird yeah it is weird it's great <laughs> <laughs> i love yeah. it if you're afraid that that's probably a good thing because it's like oh there's another place that you can go um, that will release you
0: yeah, yeah yeah and just think you can do this for any negative emotion like anger sadness fear hurt and disappointment guilt shame jealousy um you can also do this for any limiting belief that you have around yourself around money around success around love like anything and everything that you have within you that is holding you back you can release it like that
1: yeah because it's it was created by you so mm-hmm. it's just not accessing that point to say do i accept that in my life or not you No, know, like the whole acceptance, acceptance and forgiveness like oh mm. yeah i'm like okay in this moment i'm gonna let this go I'm not holding this anymore. Like that stuff was a choice, and I can
0: just unchoice it. <laughs> 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 Why am I holding this here? Yeah, yeah. And once you shift your perspective, it's kind of like think uh, the old way you think of Santa Claus. You know, once you shift your perspective as- upon Santa Claus and see that he's not real anymore, you can't go back to the old way of looking at him.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So now
0: yeah. you can't go back to the old way of thinking about those old events anymore
1: yeah yeah,
0: right. yeah. well addison <laughs> thank you so much for showing up for your divine appointment and coming on to the drop your baggage podcast i truly appreciate
1: it. oh i appreciate you man thank you so much for having me this is awesome thank amen. you so much
0: of course man where can everybody find you online and, and everywhere
1: oh uh, addisonbullison.com <laughs> you'll find most of the things there i think and it just goes to all the offices and all those things so yeah
0: amen all right and um once again i appreciate you and i appreciate all of you all for listening and your um, attention and your support and i love you all so much and if you are still here right here right now please consider hitting hitting the like and subscribe button so that youtube and facebook and all the algorithms can do what they do and if you're on a a podcast platform give a brother five stars and some feedback as well um and and until next time ladies and gentlemen right here on the drop your baggage podcast where we talk to people that are dope that can bring you hope and show you a technique that can help you cope I'm your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Wolfork, and with my special guest, Dr. Addison Bulasan. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace.